Welcome, 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 Outliers, to a very special episode. I have a very special guest coming on today, y'all. Let me, y'all know I got my special banners going on. We have a physician extraordinaire specializing in integrative medicine, Dr. Catherine Uram. All right. So let me just give y'all some background, and I'm gonna let. There's a lot of stuff there. I'm going to give you all just a sample of some of the stuff that she's into. Dr. Catherine Graham, she received her MD from Drexel University and after medical residency at some word I'm not going to pronounce right, Hannah, Hannah, a man, Hannah, Hannah, somebody, a real prestigious hospital. She completed her fellowship training at the Dr. Andrew Wheel Center for Integrative Medicine at the University of Arizona, where she was later an instructor. She has utilized her expertise as a Reiki master teacher through the International Center for Reiki Training Consultant to Veteran Affairs, advisor to Dr. Akshaw in ancient nutrition and medical editor for the Reader's Digest Digital Health Publication. Oh, my goodness. Like it, it keeps going on. OK, so her work is featured in publications such as the Journal for Spiritual Awakening, Nursing Journal. Well, plus wait, Nursing Journal. Well, plus good. She is regularly invited to speak at conferences internationally and hold seminars on health and healing. I told you I was bringing heavyweights. Now, y'all thought I was done. No, I'm looking at the website, too. And let me just give an overview now. This is this is this is relevant. I told you I was bringing heavyweights on this season. Huh? So specializing in integrative medicine, she has worked with thousands of people around the world in all walks of life, from the underserved to the residents of Beverly Hills. Come on now. She ain't discriminating against anybody, y'all. A professional experience. Experience, universal love, private practice, veterans services, underserved community medicine, Beverly Hills Comprehensive Medical Group, mindfulness-based stress, stress reduction, prevention point injection, drug user health services. Hello, 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 Dr. Ram. How are you doing today? Hi, Harry. Thank you so much for having me here. I love getting to talk to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The people, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't hold it back. They cut you off. I'm sorry. People, y'all got to sit down. What'd you say, doc? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Harry. That was an amazing introduction. I'm so appreciative. Hello to everyone listening to Harry's show. You're very, very lucky to get to listen to this man. It's fantastic. Come on, flattery will get you everywhere with me, doc. <laughs> <laughs> but I have several questions for you. I'm so grateful to have you on this show. And our passions, they overlap in so many different areas. Really understanding the body as understanding ourselves as energetic beings and operating from that space. Energetic beings having a human experience as opposed to a human having trying to find a spiritual experience. And also the integrative medicine component, helping us to put together the right form of ingredients, which I call alchemy, put together the right form of ingredients so that we can heal ourselves, not only physically, but also mentally and spiritually. So talk to us about integrative medicine, Doc. What is that? Sure. So thank you for asking. So integrative medicine is the practice of integrating conventional medicine with natural medicine for deep healing. So integrative medicine is a medical specialty. So that means that after medical school, after residency, I did a fellowship in integrative medicine at the Dr. Weil Center for Integrative Medicine. And basically what the field is, is you look at what is the best in conventional medicine and the best in natural medicine for that particular patient. As we know, a lot of the people who are listening to this show who are interested in your work are probably 
interested in healing, getting to know more of who they are, looking for these kind of natural ways to feel better without unnecessarily medicating themselves, just feeling better knowing who they are and living life to the fullest. And so integrative medicine addresses that without throwing the baby out of the bathwater. We don't want to say, oh, there's nothing in Western medicine that we can use. Of course, there's so much amazing things that conventional medicine has brought us. But We also have to see that there's a time and a place, too, for using the most natural methods that we can. And so there's a lot of places where that comes up really well for people. I wind up seeing a lot of patients who have anxiety or depression or fatigue or pain that may not have otherwise been addressed by conventional medicine. And these people may be looking for a way to sort that out naturally. Yeah. Why would people be looking for a way to sort it out naturally, Doc? That is a really good question. So for the people listening to this show, just thinking about some kind of issue you may have had in the past, a lot of us deal with anxiety or depression. It's really common. Depression is one of the most common ailments in the world, one of the most common, if not the most common cause of disability worldwide. So that can range from being completely disabling to just a hindrance into our lives. And if you've suffered anxiety or depression, you may have noticed that the medications that are available to help can, can help or, or they might actually make things worse. And so people recognize that there's a lot of different approaches that we have ranging from herbs to supplements to more mind-body practices and more healing-oriented approaches. And Harry, as, as a psychotherapist, there's a lot you can do before you hit people with medications that can bring more insight into their lives and a better quality of life and just more fulfillment in general. And so I think that we can really approach many different medical and psychological conditions from this approach of how can we find greater fulfillment in utilizing some of our problems as doorways to fulfillment rather than just an issue that needs to be solved and done, but something that can bring us into greater wholeness of who we are. Yes, 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 Doc. I am 100% there with you because ain't nothing worse than taking, not that I know anything about that, but taking high blood pressure medication to because you have so much stress. And then later on down the line, you can't get an erection. Now, hold on a second. This pill was supposed to help me with stress and all it does is causing me stress. Hold on now. That's a, that's a legit thing, y'all. That's a legit thing. I ain't saying it's worse, but that's a legit thing. Absolutely. And, and that is a great example, Harry, because one of the things that we can talk about it is really important to treat high blood pressure because of what can happen down the line from having high blood pressure long-term, like different cardiac issues and other cardiovascular issues. But the reason that we have high blood pressure, there's multifactorial, there's a lot of different reasons. And one of them is because of chronic stress in the body that makes it so that there is increased pressure in the vessels. And so one of, there's a lot of ways to bring down stress in the body and the words like kind of mindfulness meditation came up before in that introduction and a myriad of other ways to decrease stress. And as you know, Hey, a very interesting psychotherapist, you and I have spoken before when we were on the podcast with Daphne and about all of the different components that contribute in our psyche to making our lives either enjoyable or stressful. And how can we start sorting that out? to have less stress and greater enjoyment and the effects that that can have in our health. So. Yes, yes, yes. I read, or just recently I read to a family member from the encyclopedia um, that I, that I study 
to understand the energetic manifestation of some of these ailments. And so for a person that has chronic migraines, for example, I noticed that a lot of my clients, they, the cl- my clients that took migraine medication for years or decades, I noticed they tend to be a lot more self-critical. And so I, when I look at my, when I study the energetic manifestation of this psychological low frequency of self-hatred, I see that the head is the communication center. And so it's related to my individuality and my autonomy. It is often called the control center. It is through through it that all of my emotions, all my communications pass by means of my five senses. And so the head governs. And so when we have experienced difficulty or ailments in the head, I must ask myself, and I quote, if I'm experiencing the conflict involving my thoughts, my spiritual life, my personal growth or some reality I don't want to deal with, this can be explained by the pain in the head, according to this text. And I find it to be true, you know, that those who are most critical, self-critical, they tend to have some form of head issues. If, if a person is, is struggling with accepting what's going on in their lives, they usually have gut issues because the stomach represents the, the energy of the digestion center. And so whenever you psychologically and energetically cannot accept or choosing not to accept what's going on in your life is going to manifest in the stomach because it doesn't sit well with you. You're not you're refusing, you're refusing to digest the truth right in front of you. The body keeps the score. That's incredible. I love that. And so one of the things that's really interesting about getting to talk to Harry is before the show, we were talking a little bit about what integrative medicine is. And for for our listeners here, one of the things that's interesting in integrative medicine is that you can meet the patient wherever they are. As a physician, I can I can meet you wherever you are. So if you're interested in the more conventional, it's okay, we can look at more medications. Or if you're a little bit more holistic, okay, let's look at some supplements, some herbs. And if you're a little more introspective, a little more woo, a little more into the energetic stuff, we can start looking there too. Yes. Yes. Like what Harry's talking about too. That's really beautiful. And we can look at how our health works in terms of symbols, in terms of metaphor, in terms of psychodynamics. It's so beautiful. And then we can also translate like what Harry was just saying about this kind of symbolism of what's going on in the head with migraines. We can translate that too. Well, what does that mean physically too? Because there's a direct translation to it, which is this is what I think is cool about integrative medicine. That we can see direct lines from the energetic to the psychological, to the physical. So let's talk about migraines like Harry was just describing, right? So let's say you're someone who's experienced trauma in your life, like many of us have, right? So you have some trauma, you've got a little bit of PTSD working. And I know now we're in your, we're in your, your land, Harry, your specialty here. Let's say you're someone who's experienced some trauma. What happens when you have some chronic activation? You get chronic activation of your nervous system with some trauma, right? You in our nervous system, we get this kind of fight or flight response going on. The sympathetic fight or flight branch is activated. Now we need that branch to regulate our physiology on a day-to-day basis. But when it's chronically elevated, like we're chronically in fight or flight, we get some, some different effects going on. Our blood pressure goes up, our heart rate goes up, our cortisol goes up all different things. We get muscle spasms, muscle tightening. And this is where some of the chronic pain comes from. And it's fascinating to me that we can see direct correlations between how Harry's talking about this symbolically and how physically we can see changes in the body 
and how that manifests for us in terms of back pain, neck pain, migraines, pelvic pain, whatever it is, so we can see exactly how the trauma affected us all the way back there to the pain we're experiencing now. And it gives us some insight and, hey, how can we treat this? So if you're someone who's, I, I prefer medications, great. We can start there. If you're someone who's like, hey, I'm a supplement person or, oh, I'd like to see work more therapeutically to untangle this or even energetically, there's different entry points to start untangling the pain that you experience and then start feeling better. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Doc, for elaborating on that to my people because, and I've, I've heard this before. You know, I'm a deep, I'm a deep fish. So I'm, I'm at the bottom of the sea. There. That's where I normally chill at. But I'm not ugly. I'm not one of them ugly deep fish. I know the deep fish are usually real ugly. I'm one of them rare, beautiful ones. But anyway, I'm down in there deep. So the fact that you can go in at any entry level, I think that that's a really important point to make for anybody who may be a little, a little timid when it comes down to trying something new. And the mind naturally, and I want to speak compassion to that, the mind is naturally xenophobic in that we are supposed to have some level of scrutiny with new experiences and new things. So we don't just immediately go in hunter and gathering age, immediately go in, eat some berries, da, 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 go immediately go and, ch- and tickle a bear for the first time. You know what I mean? La, da, da. We, we have that for a reason. It's a survival technique, but we must understand where that is effective and where it's no longer needed. Definitely, you can do your research, but at the same time, don't stick in the comfortable familiar, because if all you do is what you've been doing and all you're going to have is what you've been having, Doc. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is a little bit of where our conversation was the last time we spoke on a podcast together about, which I was just revisiting which was, we were talking a lot about the unconscious and shadow. We were talking about finding, if we knew what would heal us, we'd already be healed. And so kind of finding that within ourselves and, and, and being, seeing like what, what, what we may become conscious to in ourselves that can help heal us. And I love that discussion with you. Mm-hmm. And integrative, so integrative medicine doc, how does that apply to help me bridge? Cause this season we're talking about me and we're talking about shadow work and Shadow work being a tool of mental alchemy. And for those of y'all who may be listening to me or joining for the first time, just found out about me. Uh, first, sucks to be you. No, just just joking around, just joking mm-hmm. around. But no, seriously, a shadow work is a tool of mental alchemy. And that alchemy is 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 about not so much turning lead to gold as it thought as originally it was created to do such or be such. But rather, when you're dealing with a mental alchemist, you're dealing with somebody that's here to help you in that transitioning of being a, a lump of coal to the diamond that you always were meant to be. So mm-hmm. you get in a position where you can let that light shine. And we all under this going through undergoing this process, whether we realize it or not, this process of transformation, it's natural for us to evolve. So if you're if you're still holding on to the same old limiting beliefs and visiting the same old limiting places and applying or, or, or working at the same old limiting opportunities, it's time that you begin to do something different than what you're familiar with. If you're ready for that, if you're ready for that, if you feel that discomfort, that tension, if you pay attention to it, that's why pain is there. Pain says, this is not there to judge you. It's there to say, pay attention to this. And so if that pressure point is there, for those of y'all who are listening to me, if that pressure point is there, do something, pay attention to that pain because that pain will be your liberation. Pain does not come to curse you. It's come to let you know that you're not paying attention to something that you need to pay attention to because life is a about balance, Doc. I don't want I don't want to run on too much now, but how do you feel about that, Doc? Well, I love the idea of balance. I love everything that you're describing about pain. And while you were talking, I was really 
kind of putting together kind of some ideas about the intersection of shadow work, of pain, and of healing, and how we can use these concepts that you're talking about for physical healing. When there really is no distinction between psyche and soma, it is complete. Psyche, speak, talk about integrative medicine. Psyche and soma is completely integrated. And for me, that is where I feel most comfortable in my work and where I feel. Like I make great strides with people. One of the things that I do with people is I do a lot of dream work. And I know we're, we're in your realms of consciousness, Harry. And, and I've seen such amazing, such amazing growth in dream work. Obviously, people become more attuned to who they are. There's some self-realization with dream work. You get to see parts of yourself that you didn't see before. And whoa, whoa, Doc, real quick. Yeah. If if I may, can you just elaborate on what is dream work? Because this is only the second time somebody's introduced dream work yes. on any of my podcasts. So if you if you don't mind, just let the people know. Thank you, Harry. And also, please, if I'm talking and there's something that needs to be elaborated on, please stop me. I really appreciate that to stop and define and say what might need to be said a little more clearly. I so appreciate that. So dream work. So there are many ways to approach dream work. So we all dream in some form or another. And so some of the people listening to this podcast may say, I haven't dreamt in a while or I don't dream. But the reality is that we do go through cycles, sleep cycles, where we are dreaming, even if you're not recalling it. And so if you're not dreaming or you think you're not, if you think you're not dreaming, when you wake up in the morning, try to recall, how did you feel during the night? What are some impressions or images you might've had, or even just a feeling? If you start writing those down, it'll cultivate it'll cultivate dreaming. And that, and then so when you start having dreams or, or when you're dreaming, there's different ways to work with it. And dream work is something that's been done in many cultures over time, right? Ranging from different spiritual traditions to more psychological traditions. There's Freudian dream work. There's Jungian dream work. There's different ways to approach dreams. And dreaming is also done in different, dream work is also done in different shamanic cultures. So there's a lot of different to approach a dream. And I'll use kind of a blend of everything I've learned in these realms, but really where I'll make the most strides with people too is you can hear, you can hear some dream work. And then one of the things that you can connect to in a dream is, is the deep energy of it. So let me back up for a minute. When you have a dream, so this is for everyone listening who's having dreams, so you can start to think about what's going on. When you have a dream, there's a few ways to approach it. You can look at the personal aspects of the dream. Recall your last dream. What did this dream mean to me? How, how does it feel in my life? What does it mean for the daily events in my life? You look at the transpersonal aspect of the dream, which means, okay, as a human being, someone who's alive in this world, a conduit of universal energy, if you will, what is this message of this dream for me? What does this mean in general? Not just for me, but what does this dream mean for humanity? Like what if... If someone else had this dream too, it would be bringing similar messages to them, all human beings. What is the universal human collective message of this dream? And then we can look at the third layer of the dream, which is the impersonal layer, which is all the just the bare energy of the dream because dreams have different energetic components, energetic streams that we can tap into. So if you've ever had like Reiki or any energy work or any kinds of done any kind of shamanic work or anything like that, you're, you're familiar with how kind of energy feels and you can tap into these kind of different, different frequencies of energy in the dream. And a lot of times we can bring in a lot of great healing through the dream. And yes, 
Mm. I didn't want to stop that main point, but I, I'm I'm ready for a live example. I have a dream for if you don't mind, I have a dream that I would like you to yeah, that process sounds great. with me. You know, but, but but I didn't want to stop that point. Sound like you were about to put a bow tie on that, or the bow tie is already there. Well, I was gonna just say that one of the things that we can do is we can watch how we can utilize dream work in a lot of different ways. We can utilize it kind of for more self-realization, bringing ourselves into a greater feeling in our lives, greater knowledge of who we are. And then I've also seen people untangle psychological issues, improve from anxiety, depression. There's a lot of evidence too, if you're if you like hearing the physical kind of evidence of it, there's neurogenesis with dreaming. So you can see people kind of recover from these conditions with dream work as well. And then also I've seen people recover from physical issues as well, watching their kind of psyche untangle, like from various autoimmune diseases, like Crohn's disease, for example, and others, just watching these kind of knots untangle and kind of energy go through smoothly. So kind of as I'm talking with you, I'm, I'm kind of spanning the range between the more scientific to the more esoteric as we're speaking. So bring all that in. So let's do an example that sounds like the most fun. That is a great dance. That's the same dance that I do between the scientific and the esoteric. And it's, and it's, and you, and you have, for me, you have to go to esoteric because for it's been thought that the spiritual and these spiritual truths are, it's antiquated and it's behind like science is far advanced. But what, what you see when you do the studying is that science is catching up to what has always been. There's a lot of new quote unquote, new technological and scientific advances and research and truths that have been found out that have been written in sacred scrolls for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. I know we love doing this in science, right? We love explaining what we already know. We do that so much these days. Mm -hmm. If you're seeking a life coach, nocturnal therapist is the name and mental alchemy is the game. If you want to understand how to transmute, transform, and transcend these challenges and these challenging emotions, find me at the School of Outliers at becomingoutlier.com slash links. Again, that's becomingoutlier.com slash links. Stay lit and agape. So, dream I've been having my entire life. I haven't had it last few years, though, but periodically it would show up. And that's why I still could remember it. And I forget most of my dreams. But anyway, I am I am, I guess, roughly teenager age. And I don't really know what age I am. All I know is I'm walking towards this very large, I want to say church, but it's not a church. It's more like it has arches. It's cement, like one of those big cathedrals, like humongous cathedrals with the big arch openings where you could just walk in. So I'm, I'm, I walk up these steps. I can see myself walking up some about five or six flat cement steps because everything is pavement up to this big, large cathedral. Then I walk up another set of steps, about eight, nine. And then I walk towards the front of the cathedral where this light was. But then I don't go because I see most of the people are going towards the back of the cathedral. So I go to the back of the, I follow the crowd to see what the fuss was about. So I go to the back of the cathedral and hey, people were back there having a good time. I said, okay, well, I'll check this out. So I'm back there and I'm chilling. And all of a sudden they, people begin to flicker. Like some of them begin to flicker. And as they flicker, I'm like tripping, I'm like paying attention. And then they appear to be demonic characters, not all, but about 
40% of the crowd. And it appears that I'm the only one that's seeing this. So these demonic characters, and they notice I'm, I'm like bugging. They just going about talking and drinking and having a good time. But as I'm beginning to notice them more and more, some of them notice me noticing them. And after that, that freaked me out. So I began to go to the, I walked out of that large arch area in the back and began to walk to the front. Next thing I know, I'm being followed by one of them. So then I increased my pace exponentially <laughs> to get to the front. And it seemed like this entity that was following me, like it would get right up on me. When I look back, it'd be right up on me. And then I'll just keep on running and I'll get a little space. And then I'll be, I'll look back and be right, right there, almost about to get me. But then I make it to the front and I walk in this cathedral where the bright light was, where I was going at to begin with. In this space, there's only, there's, there's thousands of, seems like thousands of candles. No, no, let me say hundreds because the room wasn't that, that large, but it was large, but hundreds of candles lit up and it was very, very bright. And as I made it into the entrance, the entity had to stop at the entrance. And there was a woman sitting and sitting with her legs crossed, sitting down, facing, and she was elevated on whatever she was sitting on. And there were about maybe four or five others that were sitting with their legs crossed on the floor, facing her as if she was talking to them. And they all stopped. She said, you're safe. He can't get you in here. You're safe. And so I sat down and this woman, she had gray hair and she like the candles were bright, but the light that she gave off was, I mean, it made the candles look like darkness compared to the light that she gave off. And then the dream would always stop right there with her telling me, welcome. And that, that began as a child and it happened frequently as a child when I would dream that. And then again, as a teenager, and then even as an adult, that dream would come up and I'm like, why of all dreams, this one? Yeah. You know? yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, Harry. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to go right into a heart meditation and start working with the dream. Okay. So if you're somewhere safe where you can sit down and close your eyes, please follow along with this. Okay. So what we're going to do is close your eyes, put your hands on your heart, right hand first, hand on top. And if you can have your thumbs touching. And the placement of the hands is going to be having the palms kind of right over the breastbone. And just breathe into this space and notice how it feels. This this hand position is a heart mudra, a sacred hand position to invoke certain energy, which you may be accustomed to mudras if you are into yoga or meditation. And just breathing into this space. And you may notice the connection between your palms. You may feel some tingling in your palms, feeling that energy moving. And you may feel that connection with the center of your heart, between your palms and your heart. And just focus on that and allow that energy of the heart to cultivate. You may feel that tingling in your palms and that heart energy cultivating. Just allow that. Now, this is healing energy. This is, this is healing energy that comes through the heart. Let's go a little deeper. Take some deep breaths and go into the center of your heart. Your mind's eye, just put all of your awareness on the center of your heart, right in the center of your chest, inside the body, in the center of your chest. And just breathe in and out of this place, just noticing what you see there, what you feel there, and just putting all your awareness there. 
Now, this is the heart center. This is a piece of energy anatomy that's part of the heart chakra that we see across cultures, across healing traditions. And this is where universal energy enters the body and spreads through the body as healing energy. All right, so let's just focus here. Now, the next thing that I invite you to do is to recall an image from your dream, from the last dream you had. So Harry, I invite you to recall an image from your dream. And for our listeners here, just the last image of a dream that you have, whatever's the most prominent dream image. And if you don't have one from last night, just one that you can recall from some point in your life. And just allow that to come up in your heart. Now just see that image in your mind. I know that I'm recalling a dream image for myself as well. And just keep that image there and feel how that image feels. Feel the image and notice the colors and the gradation. Notice the quality. Now, one thing that may be tempting here is to move into the psychological interpretation of the dream. That's not what we're doing here today. There's tons that can be done psychologically through Jungian, Freudian work, and others. But we're in the energetic interpretation, the energetic work of the dream right now. So feeling this image, we just want to feel. We want to feel and see. And notice how it changes. Does the image get darker? Does the image get brighter? Does it change into a new image? Does it go away? How does it feel? Does it feel scary? Or does it feel relaxing and open? Now, to really get some good work on with the dreams, we need to open up the energetic space a little bit more. So I invite you to bring in some more healing energy. And if you do Reiki or have ever had a Reiki treatment, you may be familiar with this. So what we're going to do is we ask, ask your personality and ego to step to the side and to become a clear and open channel for universal energy. Great. And now what we're going to do is we're going to see light coming in through the body, through the whole body and through the whole space around us. We're going to feel light connecting with Harry, connecting with me, connecting with you and our other listeners. And we're all here connected in this light. And just allow this brightness to cultivate. And you may feel the healing energy in your palms, in the palms of your hand, and in the center of your heart. Now, I invite you to recall that image. Is there a word that comes to mind? Can you recall that image? Is there a sound or a wish or a prayer that comes up with that image? Now, obviously, from where we stand now, we can keep going deeper into this, deeper into the dream, into more images from the dream, deeper into the energetics of the dream, and connecting even further with Harry and with each other and seeing how the group dynamic of dream work can unfold. But what we'll do is we'll come back up We'll open our eyes when we're ready and talk about what we've experienced so far. And remember that when we tap into subconscious processes like this, because dream work is a subconscious process, dreaming in itself is a subconscious process, that this will unfold as time goes on. And we may have more dreams that go with this dream, more insights that this process keeps unfolding. So we've opened the door a little bit and may more unfold more insights. So I invite you to come back up and join us when you're ready. Good stuff, Doc. Good stuff. All right. 
Thanks for doing that. Thank you. So I come back up. What is typically the first question? Sure. So how do you feel? I feel relaxed. Fantastic. Powerful. Yeah. Well, empowered. Great. Great. And what was empowering about that for you? For me, the word that came up, that's when I felt the empowerment. Word that came up was wisdom. Gorgeous. Nothing else is just saturated and just wisdom everywhere. The light was wisdom. The the and thinking about it in my faith, wisdom is represented in the female tense as a woman. Wisdom. It's really beautiful. And I'm so curious, Harry, because you've obviously done so much work with this dream over the years. And I'm wondering if it's not too much to ask or whatever you feel like sharing, kind of how you feel about this dream over the years and kind of how this seems to be evolving for you now in terms of what this dream might mean. Yeah. yeah of course, as a youngster, I was terrified of it. It was a nightmare. It wasn't a dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but then it didn't leave. And all of a sudden, my emotions towards it, it was almost like I was waiting on it to happen eventually one day. And so then I just accepted it and then I became curious about it. And I know that a curiosity is, is truly the path to insight. And that curiosity hit, I began to study, okay, well, yeah, wisdom is represented in my faith by a woman in the light that, all the light that I saw. So the relationship I have with it now is, and it's still, I, I'm glad that you did a hard one. So it, it's still a challenge for me to fully, fully accept. I'm, I'm going to be real here. But that the light is me. That the wisdom is wisdom that flows through me. That's what, that's what's the hardest at this point. That's been the challenge to integrate. I'm integrating. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you, I'm I'm glad you brought up the topic there of integration too, because like I was saying, this keeps unfolding. It's a subconscious process. And whenever you're working with subconscious process, sometimes it also takes a while to integrate, like you're saying, that that Mm. wisdom, you are this wisdom, that you have this wisdom unfolding and you're clearly so good at it and so good at articulating it. And and it's just like any subconscious process. So I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners here have been involved with some kind of psychedelic medicine. It's so popular these days and there's a lot of research going on with it. Yeah, yeah. all my viewers do shrooms, everybody. Don't matter what age you are, they all do shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably listening on shrooms right now. <laughs> Well, great. So this will make sense. So whenever you're with this psychedelic medicine is a, you know, stirring up a subconscious process. And so this dream work that we're talking about, that we're just kind of engaging in here is another kind of natural way without exogenous external substances to do some subconscious work. And again, like in psychedelic therapy, integration is one of the most important parts to be able to bring what you learned into your daily life. And so integration of some conscious processes is really important and occurs naturally over time. Like you're discussing the wisdom, like you find this in your dream process and then accepting that this is a part of your life and, and living it, that it's a natural way is just something that needs to integrate over time. It's, it's, it's unique in that the poem by Marianne Williamson, A Return to Love, I think, and if I can Google it real quick, but A Return to Love it says it's not our darkness that most frightens us. It's actually our. Oh, that's beautiful. And let me. I gotta pull it up now. The, the quote. It's a famous quote. It's, it's in a lot of a lot of like sports movies have sort of kind of monopolized it, but it wasn't meant to be that. But but as I'm looking this up, Doc, please talk to the people. 
let them know more about you because I, they need to know how to find you and everything. I do have your website up there, but please. Thanks, Harry. Wow. So anyway, thank you so much for listening and tuning in today. It's really great to get to be here with everybody and be here with Harry. It's always such a great conversation with him and it's great to connect with you as his listeners. If any of this work resonated with you today, feel free and reach out. I have a website, Harry's putting it up. It's dururam.com, D-R-U-R-A-M.com. And I'm across social media platforms at Catherine Uram, MD, particularly Instagram. And I do online appointments. I do appointments worldwide online. So if you are looking for a process-based healing-oriented approach to learning more about yourself, learning more who you are, finding more comfort in your life, and getting, getting over some physical ailments that may be concerning to you, or even just for that kind of exploration for greater fullness and greater comfort in your life, I urge you to reach out to me. It's a really enjoyable getting to work with people. It's a fun process and everything is really tailored to the individual. So if you're somebody who is interested in healing and you're like, hey, I like energy. Hey, I like dream work. Hey, I like supplements or whatever it is. I have so many tools at my disposal to assist with healing and it's whatever is going to work best for you and whatever you're going to be comfortable with and to bring you into greater flow and and resonance and comfort and fulfillment in your life. Reach out. I do have one other question as I was reading this. Um, mm-hmm. Under your list of professional experiences, and I found a quote, and I guess it's, it's pertinent to the quote I found. So I'm going to read a quote, but I want you to tell me when it says professional experience, universal love. I want you to elaborate on that for me. But sure. Yeah. First, yeah. Go ahead, do that. All right. Universal love. So, as as we've been discussing, I'm a physician, and I've also been engaged with healing my for my whole life as well. And so, part of my journey, my professional journey, has been how do I integrate healing and medicine? And that is no small task, to be perfectly honest with you. So. In my training, I went to medical school and then residency in emergency medicine. And I did a lot of time working with patients in the ICU. And you see a lot of healing occurs in medicine naturally. Humanity just heal. There's lots of healing. And we could talk, we could do a whole show on what is healing, Harry. I would love to come back and just talk about healing with you. And so much healing occurs in medicine. And then there's all different approaches besides regular conventional allopathic medicine to induce healing. And so I, before I went to medical school, I was doing the Reiki master thing and I've traveled around the world working with different healers and shamans and training and bringing that work into my practice. And one of the, one of the parts that's been pretty satisfying of my work is being able to bring in this healing oriented approach with people to help show them that what's right about themselves. And so, yes, so universal love is this nod to a healing-oriented approach. Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Oh, come on. Let me hit that. Yeah, you deserve that one right there. So let me read this quote to you. And thank you for the ex- explanation on that experience of universal love. I would return to love by Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. 
there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not in just in, it's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our very presence automatically liberates others. Thank you. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. That was just so beautiful to bring into this hair. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, yeah, that that came to mind as as I was talking about the integration mm-hmm. immediately that that and this whole return to love has always been there with me since childhood return to love return to because to heal is to reintegrate or to be whole mm-hmm. to be whole is to be holy to be holy is to be in your righteous mind to be in your righteous mind is to be your most authentic self yeah. it's not about filing a rule book it's about you coming back to the most authentic self that you were always meant to be the school of outliers is is not and you look at my website, become an outlier, become an outlier. That's not something that you really gain. It's just something that you acknowledge because we were all born to be outliers. Don't believe me. Go to a set of, of quintuplets and find out if any of them have the same fingerprints. You see, we were all born to be unique. The physical is a manifestation of spiritual truths. And so we can see that. Mm-hmm. And so in truth, we were all born outliers. It's just somebody convinced us otherwise to come on back home. Return to love. Return to oneness. Doc, is there anything else you, you you got? Anything else you want to say before we get up out of here, Doc? Harry, I love getting to be here with you. You and I could talk endlessly. Honestly, this whole topic of healing is like just opening up now. And just one thought I had about, I talk about healing endlessly, but one thought I had about healing is there was a writer named Hugh Prather. And I think he brought this through from A Course in Miracles. And it, the quote is, heal is to make happy. And it may sound trite, but true happiness is really important. And that's no small potatoes. And, and what you're talking about, becoming that, living authentically, living unapologetically, like just being natural in who you are, naturally being happy. I mean, that's incredible. And thank you, Harry, for doing the work you do. And thank you to the people who are listening for being interested in doing what you do. And it's really important to find your natural self. Good job, everybody. Yay. Okay. This is, this is for y'all. This is for y'all right there. For the, for the listeners, for the listeners. And let me say, since you brought that up, y'all know my mission statement is to assist others in developing the audacity to live unapologetically authentic. Why? Because when you do the research Time and time again, those who reports the those who report the highest rates of happiness, bringing in what Dr. Ram just said, are those who live the most authentic lives. You see, authenticity invites in happiness because happiness is not a destination to be reached; it's the way we travel. Happiness is a practice. Many of us unconsciously realize that we practice being miserable, we pra- practice being fearful, we practice living in limiting beliefs. But just like you practice using visualization and mindfulness against yourself. You can also use visualization and mindfulness for yourself to elevate yourself, to see yourself with clarity, removing the scales from your eyes and letting go of those fear based, rooted, inherited limiting beliefs, moving back to what is inherent to you, your true, authentic self. You are an outlier. You were born an outlier. Embrace that. Okay, Doc, I'm really done this time. (laughs) It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.